Hello, this is longtime Milwaukee radio personality Steve Pallack. Stand by, your next episode is queued up. The on air light is lit. It's season five of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. It's Chris Byer, as always, with Jim Martin. Good evening, Jim. Good evening, Chris. A fine evening to you as well. Well, you know I'm going on vacation, right? We talked about that the other day. Yeah, right, right. This podcast will not air until after I come back, so I'm not that concerned about that. Okay, good, good. I know that simple authorities tell you, don't tell people where you're going, don't post when you're on vacation, because right. people might show up and rob you, right? Sure, yep. Mm-hmm. But I tend to do the opposite. I post on social media that I'm leaving, and then I don't go. Oh, well, that's curious. Well, so what I do, what? I'll dig like a spike pit in my yard. I'll set some bear traps up and then I lie and wait. Really? That's, okay. So kind of a home alone kind of thing going on. I do a whole face paint. I put the little camel on. Nice. And then I just kind of wait, you know, see what happens. Sure. Right. Right. But sure. anyway, I just want to know, are you on board with this whole adding the comma between the two eyes in Hawaii? No. No, I'm not on board. I'm old school. No comma. It's not really a apostrophe, whatever they want to call it. No hanging thing. Nothing. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm thinking if they're doing that with Wisconsin, I'm going to put in like some hyphens and an exclamation point. Oh, there you go. If it's open season on spelling and punctuation, we should go for it. Sure. Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I think you're onto something there. Yeah, 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 we come up with these ideas. Nobody ever takes them seriously, but maybe they should. You know mm-hmm. what? Hawaii is not actually our 50th state. Did you know that? It's our 51st what? state. Really? No, I did not know this. Well, I know it's a little confusing. Yeah. I'm not implying that there's actually 51 states. I might have to restate that. There's actually 50 states, and of course, we all know that. But back when the original 13 colonies ratified the Constitution, mm-hmm. uh, none of them really wanted to be the 13th state, kind of like hotels don't have a 13th floor. Oh, right. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The bigger states, the bigger colonies, I should have said, were bullying Rhode Island, the small one, saying, you be it. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. But I can imagine how that went, right? Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah mm-hmm. but they weren't having it. So yeah. they punted, they became the 14th state. So there is no 13th state. Okay, wow. Well, anyway, Hawaii is a big travel destination. Oh, yeah. A lot of people go to Hawaii specifically to play golf, which is a nice tie-in, a nice segue. Our guest is a former guest from season four. Mm-hmm. He was a popular guest, Jimmy Two Iron Toscano. Welcome back to the podcast, Jimmy. How you doing, Jim, Chris? Good, nice good to, to see you guys. He's got a business involving a miniature golf course and a driving range. He's got a website www.jimmy two iron toscanos don't golf like an idiot out there if you know what i mean dot com did i get it right jimmy you did get it right chris not bad yeah well hey last time we talked a lot about the golfing tips that you got and but i want to talk about your professional career you were on the pga does that sound like a good idea yeah let's go for it i'm an open book yeah, so Jimmy, I also understand that you plan on playing professional golf again in the near future. Is that, uh, is that right? You are correct, sir. Let's start by going back to the early days. How old were you when you first uh, started golfing? I started golf because my old man gave me a two iron when I was 10. Okay, well, one club can't be enough to play around a golf. So is that like all he could afford or something? It had nothing to do with golf, Jim. It was kind of a male bonding thing, you know, busting Uh skulls, that kind of thing. It was an adult-sized two-iron. He figured it gave me the best reach. I still Uh use it today. So when did you actually end up 
using your golf clubs to play golf. A little later that year, I still only had that two iron. I used it on every shot. I drove, chipped, putt, all with that same club. Wow. So I'm assuming that has something to do with your nickname, Jimmy Two Iron, then. Well, there's a little more to the story. Oh, yeah? Yeah? What's, what's, what's that? Uh, well, I haven't told this story in a while. The court documents are still sealed because I was in juvie. But I guess I could tell the story. So I'm minding my own business on this part three course. And these rich kids from the country club were slumming it on my course. They're taking forever. Four putting from 15 feet. They wouldn't let me play through. So I played through on one of the kids' shins with my two iron. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Did you get in trouble for that? <laughs> uh, that was a minor, so it wasn't a big deal. And the kid was all right. But he always had a bigger handicap than me after that. My old man was always proud that the official court document referred to the kid's injury as a divot. He said, by the look of that kid, my technique must have been pretty good when I whacked him. Oh, those were good times. I miss the old goat. Your father's gone? Yeah. Upstate. Those visiting hours don't work out with my business. <laughs> All right. Well, so anyway. Let's get back to the golf, you know. So did you play a lot of golf as a teen, maybe? We didn't have a lot of money, so I, I snuck on a lot of courses at night. At night? How do you play at night? I mean, I'm assuming these courses weren't lit up or anything. Oh, no. Nowadays, they light them up, some courses. But back then, there were no lights. So then how are you able to play? Gotta use your ears. I never lost a ball. At wow. night, it's quiet. So if you listen, you can hear where the ball is landing. Wow, you must really have some good hearing then. That's my secret. I could out hear Nicholas or Watson, and they knew it. I could hear them tremble as they walked past me on the range. You know, a lot of golf teachers say 80% of golf is between the ears. I say 80% of golf is the ears. <laughs> I still read most screens with my ears. I don't really, I don't, I don't know if I'm buying that. Half of my success on tour was getting to the venue early, listening to how the balls were landing on the greens, on the fairways, when the guys were putting. That's all the prep I needed. I could always figure out how a ball was going to bounce or roll before I hit it. That's remarkable. Yeah, I saved on overhead because I never needed a caddy. I could just listen in on the advice all the other caddies were giving. Anyway, I got my tour card back in 85. Nicholas was getting a little old, and a lot of people were thinking I might be the next big thing. Hmm. But then I got in a little incident with Fuzzy, and I got kicked off the tour. No, Fuzzy Zeller? You aware of a different Fuzzy? So anyway, Sorry. we had a difference of opinion, so I spiked this ball. You stepped on this ball? I wouldn't have been kicked off the tour if it was that ball. They aren't so fuzzy anymore. Let's just say that. Well, that cost me 10 years on the tour. So when did you get back on the tour then? I got back on the tour in 95. Back then, the big guys were Norman, Nick Price. Things were going pretty well the first year. I was making the cut about half the time. I had Chico's Bail Bonds as a sponsor. I paid off the driving range, and I was able to put a few bucks in the bank. But you got kicked off the tour, right, in the British Open? 
And I was minding my own business. It was at the first tee at St. Andrews on moving day. I was told that I had to bow to someone brought in the VIP box. They told me it was the Queen. The, the Queen of England? Are you aware of a different Queen? But no. All right, so sorry. I give the whole VIP box the Bronx cheer. There goes another 10 years. Jeez, we're getting a little, little discouraged at this point. I knew I had the goods. I figured if those stuffed shirts that ran the tour ever got their heads out of their rear ends and allowed some fun on the tour, everyone would make more money. Everyone loved my good buddy, John Daly. If they let me stay on the tour, old Jimmy Two Iron could put some butts in the seats just like Daly. Yeah, well, then I heard that in 05. You got your card on your first chance in Q school. That's got to be cool. That's This is correct. And I'm out there with VJ Mickelson. I'm not lighting the world on fire, but I'm making more cuts than I'm missing. Early in the year, I got a top 10 in Tucson, a top 20 at the rail. Sounds like you were playing some of the best golf of your life. I was. I ended up getting enough points to be on the PGA Championship which was in my home state of Jersey. It was beautiful. I made the cut. On Saturday, I was paired up with Tiger. After the first round, I asked if he wanted to go grab a drink at one of my old hangouts. Are you talking about Tiger Woods? Are you aware of a different Tiger? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I, I introduced him to a couple of lady friends. Oh, hold on. Didn't you know he was married? You think I played 20 questions with this guy? He probably had a wedding ring on, right? Yeah, rings on almost every finger. I don't know what each finger means. Do I look like Columbo? <laughs> so the Tiger Woods thing blew up eventually about 09. I got the cold shoulder from the guys on the tour and the suits and the organization because, you know, I killed the golden goose by setting them up with my lady friends. So unofficially, I get to boot again for the tour. So I hear you're making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. This Saudi prince, he was into me for a couple million because I've been a sports bookie on his side for years. Saudi, like Saudi Arabia? Are you aware of a different Saudi? No. Anyway, this guy knew I'd grab my two iron if he didn't make good. So he talked to his dad and they set up this new tour called The Live to compete with the PGA. So I'm back playing again on the live tour, baby. Well, you've had quite a long career, and I'd imagine you're probably eligible for the senior tour by now. Senior tour is a PGA thing, Chris, so I'm not welcome. Okay. I talked to the prince, and we decided we'd start a senior version of the live tour. Mm. It's going to be called the Still Living Tour. <laughs> Look for me in that next year. And nice. don't forget to go to Jimmy Two Iron Toscano's don't golf like an idiot out there, if you know what I mean. Dot com. Thanks again, Jimmy Tour in Toscano, a fan favorite here at the Baby Switch Podcast. Absolutely. We got to hear a little bit of his backstory, and that's always interesting when you hear the uh, origin story. Right. Jimmy Tuiron, always good to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Jim. Yep. Chris, thanks a lot. It's always fun talking about the old days. All Absolutely. right, I'm looking for you on that still living tour here. We'll, we'll yep. check that out, all right? <laughs> all <laughs> right, 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 you'll see me. All, All right. right. Thanks again, Jimmy. Night, Jimmy. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the first episode of season six with our friend Dave Bowl when some strange things start happening in the studio.
you've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.